everyone. Welcome to Knox's Entertainment Insight. I am your host, Knox, and today I'm here with my dad, Milo, and we're going to be discussing The Meg from 2018. Hello, everyone. Um, so, dad and I actually, we saw this one in theaters. Yes. Where did we go to see that in theaters? Did we go to the Alamo? <laughs> yeah, we... Yeah, it was the Alamo. Yeah. But um, I remember when we when we went. <laughs> I remember when we went. I was talking big game. I was like, I'm not gonna flinch. It's not gonna scare me. <laughs> and then how many times did I flinch throughout that thing? Twelve or thirteen times. <laughs> yeah, but needless to say that we we really liked this movie. Yes. It was a really good movie. We really enjoyed it. So for the first episode or for the first movie that we're doing, it's it's a good one at least. Um, we actually. We've seen it quite a few times since then. We didn't we see it twice in theaters? Yes. I still flinched the second time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even though I knew what was happening. Dad was like, You knew that was coming. Why why did you flinch? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just jumpy, which is your fault, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have to do it. <laughs> sure. Um but then we bought it on DVD, and we've watched it so many times since then. You always fall asleep during a certain point. Well, not always, but most of the time. Nine times out of ten. If I turn it on, he falls asleep right as Lee Bing Bing's character goes down to rescue the three that are trapped in the submarine. He is out like a light. <laughs> but um, but what should, we, what should we talk about first? Should we talk about our favorite moments first? Yeah, I think it would be good. That's a good place to start. Um, I know we normally skip the beginning, but I thought that was a really good opening for the movie because it kind of introduces you to the characters. A couple of characters. Yeah, a couple of characters. And what they actually do. Yeah. Um, And it was just, it was interesting to see, like, the teeth when it bit into the side of that submarine. Remember that part? Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. I just thought he rammed it. No, the teeth were actually... You could see the teeth oh, marks. Pretty, and the, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll have to watch it tonight. <laughs> no, we're watching Jurassic World tonight. Um, but no, yeah, he bit into it. And then I didn't catch this in the theater either time. It was after we got it on DVD that I noticed when the submarine blew up, the shark. I had no idea. I didn't see that part in the theater. I don't know how. It's such a big screen. I saw it. Yeah, I know you did, because I think you mentioned it after we saw it, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, what's, what's, your, what's your favorite part? I, I'm, I'm taking up all the time here. <laughs> uh, my favorite part is when Jason Stateman is in with the doctor. And he tells him that they're in international water. <laughs> yeah. He can beat the ever-living hell out of him and... Get away with get it. Get away with it. Which I actually heard that that's not actually true. You can still be prosecuted for that. It's actually whatever country the ship is, the colors, that the flag that they're flying under. Right. Colors is actually a pirate lingo, not... <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, I heard that that actually isn't true. I forget where I heard that. I think it was on, I don't know if anybody else watches this, but Cinema Sins or something like that. I think that's where I learned about it. And I was like, oh, because they use it a lot in films. Yeah. Well, bringing up that, people don't know this, but these cruise ships that you can go on, like to the Bahamas and different cruises like that, that 
depends on what country you're at. Like if you're in the Bahamas, and let's say you get off the ship to go mm-hmm. aground and shop and sightsee and everything, and somebody breaks into your cabin on the ship and steals something, the police, it's up to the police for that area to really investigate and then it takes you know of course the ship can't sit there the whole time while they do the investigation so basically people lose whatever it is on the ships because they don't want to have to go back to say the bahamas to pursue it you know but it's under whatever flag is flying that Mm. nine times out of ten they're not going to do an investigation and you just lost whatever it is that you've lost yeah it would seem like there would be a better system in place for that but i mean at the same time i could see like the cruise ships not wanting drama to be roped into their business because if it keeps happening and they keep having investigations then who's going to want to go on cruise ships exactly which i don't really want to go on cruise ships anyway (laughs) but um another one of my favorite parts is kind of like when they're on the boat and they've just i should mention spoilers so i should have said this earlier but there will be spoilers but when they're on the boat and Jason Statham's character goes out to tag the Meg, and Ruby Rose's character screams at him, It's headed right for you! And he's like, You think I didn't see that? <laughs> I just, I, that part was kind of, it was a nice tension breaker in that yeah. moment because it's like that moment's very tense. Like he's going out to tag this big ass shark. And then it, like, turns around and it starts coming after him. And she's like, Jonas, it's coming right at you. And he's just like, I know. But I like the part where he's swimming out there. Just keep, keep swimming, swimming. Just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I also like the part with the little... The little girl made the movie, in my opinion. Maying. Yes. She she made the movie... <laughs> I like the part when she's playing um, cards with Jason Salem's ex-wife, Lori. And... Um, she says that her mom likes him too, and he goes, this is probably the worst moment of my life. I like the part when he first, him and her character is first introduced, and she's on the, uh, Mr. Bubbles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she calls him crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You the crazy guy. Uh, who said that? You know, my, my mom, mom and Dr. Mm-hmm. Weller. Heller. Heller. Yeah. Yeah, that but that part was good. That that kid really did make the movie. She did. And I hope if they do a second one that she's in it um in it as well. Because, you know, sometimes in during like sequels and stuff, not a lot of the main characters come back. Cuz some it's just for some of them like this sort of thing, they don't come back. So I hope that she's in the next one, but I I could understand if she wasn't because I doubt her mom would want to put her in a dangerous situation again. Right. That would be bad parenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I hope, like, Ruby Rose and mm-hmm. uh, Jason Statham comes back and Ling Ling. Lee Bing Bing, Daddy. Lee Bing Bing. Um, and... Cliff Curtis. That's yep. the one from Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Uh, he was really good. I liked him. Mac yeah, was Mac. his name in yep. the movie. Which was... Huge transformation from Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Like he in there to, you know. 
Yeah, he was a little bit more buff in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, but he had the dreads. No, like, he didn't. No, he didn't have dreads. No. It was just it was, it was thicker. Long. It was yeah. longer and thicker. No. Yeah, he. I remember when we went to see Hobbs and Shaw because we also saw that one in theaters, and I was looking at him and I was like, he looks so familiar. What have I seen him in? And after we got out of the movie, I asked you, and you were like, oh, he's from The Meg. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, excuse you? <laughs> Who? He was what? But, um, but yeah, I just, it was really shocking. And then Bing Bing, she was in the fourth Transformers? Yes, with uh, uh, Stanley... Tucci. Tucci. Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yep. And... Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in he that. He was in there. Yeah, I think that was the first thing we had seen her in. Hold on. Let me look up Lee Bing Bing real quick. Um, yeah, I think that was the first thing that we had seen her her in. But uh, it was a much different role from... Yeah, I mean, she, you know, which in Transformers, she... <coughs> excuse me. You know, she wore a suit and everything, but then there was one point in there, you know, she was karate chopping and riding a motorcycle and, you know, just beating the crap out of a couple guys. Um, she was also in Resident Evil Retribution and The Forbidden Kingdom, which I know you own The Forbidden Kingdom. You've seen Retribution, haven't you? Seen it and own it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do, don't you? He owns a lot of movies. Let's just put it that way. Um, I have not seen Resident Evil. I've only seen the beginning of, like, the first one, and I stopped watching. I don't do zombies. Well, it's, I mean, it, the, the zombies kind of get, like, less and less. Scary. The, yeah, and throughout the series, so. I might have to watch it so I can talk about it on the podcast. Because I want to see one of them because it has Ruby Rose in it. Because I really like Ruby Rose. Yeah. Um, I really liked her character in this one as well. I kind of liked... I don't know. I just I really like her characters from Triple X, which was the first thing I saw her in. Yeah. I really liked her character in that. And then this was another... like It was not a big shift, but it was a shift from what she was in... Triple X, Xander Cage, The Return of Xander Cage. Uh, see, if I was going to be in the movies, I would want her part in John Wick. Oh, yeah. Where she doesn't speak at all. Yes, that would, that that would, would be good, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. show my face on screen. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're getting off track because <laughs> this is how we talk about movies. We start on one and then we kind of go off on tangents about other ones. Um, okay, let's, let's switch... Gears for a second. Talk about if they do a, a second Meg, which I know I don't think it's been confirmed. There was talks of there being a script being written. What do you think they would do if there was a second Meg? Because I mean, you had the two, you had three technically. Because I don't know if the one at the very beginning when the when the sub blew up, I don't know if that was the same ones that came up from the thermocline. Well, didn't that one die in that explosion? No, it swam away. That's right, that's right. Um, I mean, there would have to be more than just two. Right. So where does that one come from? Yeah, exactly. And plus, the other two were being held in by the thermocline. Right. So where's this other one been this entire time? Right. Now, is that how they're going to base... I'm wondering if that's how they're going to base the second movie, if they have it, on that Meg Ladon. Yeah. 
because like you said it didn't blow up in the explosion yeah it was above the thermocline yeah so i mean they could do that and i mean like there's also the marianas trench which is the deepest point that we know of in the ocean so there could be some down there i mean they're big they're you know the deeper you go the bigger the animals get yeah yeah but below the thermocline was the water colder or warmer Oh, there were thermal vents there that kept the water warm because that's how the thermocline... Right. So the Mariana Trench would be, be colder. Right. Possibly, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you're getting closer to the Earth's core, which is hot. True. And there could be thermal vents down there. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it depends. Yeah. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see, and maybe they'll discover another thermocline. Maybe someone else will mess it up. Maybe there'll be some new characters that go exploring, mess it up, and, you know, more Megalodons come through, and they call in Jason and the others because they're the only ones that have dealt with this. Well, I hope... I hope they don't... Like, some sequel movies they come out with, it's almost like a B movie. It's not as good as the first one, you know, and it's it's way suckier. Yeah. So, I hope, you know, they don't cut the budget... You know, and it comes up like a B-movie. Yeah, kind of like the Scorpion King sequels. Right. Because the first one was really good, and then the ones that kind of followed after it. I, don't you own those, too? I own one of those. Okay. I know I saw you watching one of them one day. I don't know if it's the one that you own or one of the ones that was on, like, TV, but I, I was watching, and I was like, man, yeah. this one's not that great. Yeah. I think uh, the one that I own... Half the guy that was uh, in Expendables that was a wrestler at one time. Mm. Uh, that's got the cauliflower ears. ears. Yeah. So I think that's the one I own. But Billy Zane also did one of them too. And also within the same vein, because this is about sharks too, Jaws. Some of the sequels for Jaws. Right. There was one, I think it was the third one. Maybe. It might have been the second or the third one. I actually liked it the best. Sometimes the sequels, even if they do look B, can be good. Yeah. Well, but it just depends. That's like, like Plazid. Yeah. First one was good. Mm, the rest of them, you know, I own them, but, you know, they're not as good. Yeah. Um, Piranha. Piranha, yeah. You know, same thing. You know, yeah. The one they came out with. I think a couple of years ago, the 3D one, I think it was. That one just looks stupid. No, that one was actually pretty. Oh. There was one of them, I don't know if it was a 3D one or the other one, but there was one that came out that was actually pretty good. The original one, you know, of course, it's it shot back in, you know, I think the 80s. So, you know, the film is not as good, good. as it was then. Yeah. But it was, that was a good movie. Yeah. But we're getting sidetracked again. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, was there any other parts of the movie that you liked or didn't like? Uh, I didn't like between Jason Stateman's character from the beginning of the movie to where they come and get him. Where 
you know, he was kind of a drunk. Drunk, yeah. You know, I didn't really particularly care for that portion of the movie. I think they could have left that out. I mean, I get why right. he was a drunk, but, like, at the same time, it was just kind of, it was one of those things where it was, like, that's the best you could have come up with. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that you could have come up with. Like, someone someone from suffering from trauma like that, you know, I mean, there people have different ways of coping, but I feel like he, they could have still sent him to Thailand, but not have him be this lazy layabout drunk. Right. So he, like, I mean, he could have been just helping the people there in Thailand to try to assuage his guilt from letting his friends die instead of just drinking all the time. Right. Yeah, I didn't really particularly care for that. Yeah, and and the woman getting married on the, the yacht. The yacht. You know, her <laughs> voice was annoying. <laughs> what? What was she? Oh, it was Pippin. Pippin. Yeah. Pippin. Yeah. It reminded me of um the the seagulls from uh, Finding Nemo. Mine. Mine. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could have left that out. Yeah. You know, that's another thing you could have left out of the marriage. I mean, I get why they had... Again, I get why they had it, because at least they had a boat to go to after their ship blew up because those um, helicopters... That's another thing I did not like. Like, what was the point of the helicopters exploding? I think they just wanted, like, action and something dramatic. Yeah. You know, that... You know, and then you had all the people out there swimming, and you had that one guy in the big balloon Blue. balls and that then, was running mm-hmm. over top of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I was glad when he died. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're out there running over people with a ball, and you're laughing about it. You know, I'm not saying that he deserved to die, but you know, there again, that's a pointless part that they could have left out. Yeah, you know, they I mean, just they had just. They just had that in so death and carnage for the Meg. Right. So, I mean, I I get, like, I get why, again, they added the beach scene. But why add the the dude running over people and yeah. the ball and, and things? the little boy with the ice cream, cream or whatever. You know, he was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. There were just, there were certain parts where it was, like, I get why you did this. I get why you added this in. But what was the actual point? Right. I mean, they, my opinion, they could have, you know, put those things in there, but did them a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, could have made the little boy less annoying. Could have yeah. made the woman on the yacht getting married less, less annoying. annoying. You know. Because you want to make these people likable because you want to see them not die. Yeah. You know, like Jason Stateman's character there when in Thailand, you know, you could have had him drinking, mm-hmm. but helping people out, but not portraying him as the, that particular character at that particular point in time in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like one thing about it was some parts felt a little rushed. Like, they didn't flesh him out enough. Because, like, when you see Jason Statham's character again, when he's in Thailand drinking, I mean, that's a very quick scene. You know, it it doesn't last. It's probably 10, 15 minutes at the most because it's like they want to get to the other stuff, the more important stuff. So it, it kind of feels just like padding. Basically, yeah. they're they're adding time because they want to make the movie a bit longer. Yeah, I mean they could have, 
left him in the bar, the part out with him sitting in the bar asleep and the waitress, you know, setting him another beer on there. And then, you know, the other captain coming up, mm -hmm. you know, the, he could have had him come up and complain about the boat. Yeah. You know, number engine, engine number one, you know, and then took it, you know, showed Jason going back to his apartment and then offering, you know, the doctor and Max a beer. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, that would have been better. And see, that's the thing. I wish I could get into the film industry a little bit because there there have been several movies where I'm like, I would have done this so much differently and I think it would have been a whole lot better. And I'll get more into that when I talk about other movies because I have a couple movies that have come to mind as we're sitting here talking about it that I'm like, yeah, I could see them doing this differently and it being better. But for this one, I mean, for the most part, this movie was great. Yes. I liked this movie. I would probably give it four stars, only because there are a couple things like the the beginning, the peep, the annoying people. That's kind of what ruins it for me a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not enough to make it, you know, any less than four because it was still a really great movie. Right, right, and I agree with you. I'd give it four. You know, because, and that's just because of way, you know, some of the scenes. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, the billionaire. He was a little annoying at times. Yeah. Uh, you know, they could have, I think they could have found someone else, you know, uh, to per portray. portray that part. Yeah. You know, him coming, I know he's been in other things, but I, I believe he was on the TV show The Office. Yeah, he was. Uh, you know, which... I think he played a guy named Dwight. I, I've never watched The Office. I've never either. You know, I've, I've tried watching a little bit of it. I'm just... Yeah, I we're just lost from... in translation somewhere. Yeah. And it's not my kind of thing. You know, I don't find what they call comedy... That's not comedy to me. Yeah. You know. It's, um, it, again, it's like just personal preference. Right. So, it, it, so what's not funny to us is funny to other people. Right. But I, I do know, because I've seen memes of him from The Office. So I do, he is from The Office. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked him at certain parts. But then again, at other parts, it was like when they went to kill, when he lied and they went to kill Megalodon. And he, he got eaten by Megalodon. Yeah. I was like, good, he deserved it because he lied. But I like the part when they're trying to figure out how to keep an eye on Megalodon and keep up with it. And he's like, why don't you just put a tracker on it? Yeah. Haven't y'all ever seen Shark Week? Yeah. <laughs> that part made me laugh. Um, so there, like, there again, like that's another one reason why I would probably give it four stars. Was just because while I liked most of the main set of characters, he was another factor that kind of ruined the movie at parts for me especially like when he came onto mana one for the first time and he tried speaking i think he was trying mandarin um yes and they kind of like looked at him and again the little the girl, girl yeah. her timing was just she says she likes your hat it was just perfect i was like this kid i this is going to be my kid in the future <laughs> but yeah I, and i liked the part with him when Jason shows up, you know, um, 
He said something about, you know... He's kind of got a negative attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he looks heroic, but he's kind of got yeah, a negative, negative attitude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the part when Jason Statham jumps in the water to save Lee Bing Bing's character, and he goes, hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> like, that part was fun. Yeah. I liked... I liked that part, um, too, when she was in in the cage, in the shark cage, and she was drowning in her, like, her mask. I felt that sense of urgency, and it felt like high stakes. I wasn't sure if she was going to live or die. So it was, a, it was a good scene because, you know, sometimes in movies, when you have main characters and they're near-death experiences, it doesn't feel, I don't know, near-death enough. Like, it, it's not, you kind of know that the character's not going to die. But this part, you know, there have been so many deaths. First with Toshi, yeah. um, which I really liked him. Because like, we knew him from Hawaii Five-0. Yeah. We really liked his character on Hawaii Five-0. So I was really rooting for him to make it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that whole beginning part with them in the submarine, not knowing if they were going to make it, especially when Lori got stabbed. Again, they did that very well because it, there was a sense of urgency. Like, are they going to make it? Yeah. Is Jason Statham's character going to make it in time? Is Lee Bing Bing going to get down there and lift him up? You know, it, that part was really good. So they, they had that urgency of, like, are these characters going to make it very well that some movies like this don't? Well, it's like with her in the little sub to mm-hmm. rescue and the squid. Yeah. You know, squeezing and crushing it. You know, it's down to seconds. Yeah. You know. And then the Megalodon comes in and takes the squid away. Like, I liked that part because when she was kind of in in the, the little sub and you weren't quite sure what was going on. Like, I was like, is it, is it Megalodon? Did it see her lights? Like, what is it? And then it was like, oh, it's just a squid. Oh, man, it's crushing her. How's she going to get out of this? And then, bam, Megalodon. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I will give them that. That was one of my favorite parts because, like, in Jaws, I believe, it's been a while since I've seen Jaws, but there were parts in there when it was, like, near-death experiences and it was just sort of, like, the payout wasn't good enough for yeah. the near-death. Yeah. What, and we were talking about, like, the near-death experiences is, like, the one point where Ruby Rose is in the water, mm-hmm. you know, and the billionaire throws the ladder over, you know, and she just makes it, you know, her feet's just out of the water, and then the Megalodon, you know, he's right there. Right there, yeah. You know, the CGI in that, I didn't, you know, it didn't look realistic because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, okay, he still could have got her on that ladder, you know, hit the side of the boat. But, yeah. But he dove down. Like, why and, dive down? Yeah, you know, but as big as it was, and that dive that quick. Yeah. You know, his dorsal fin could have hit the boat. Yeah. You know, uh, knocked her back off, you know. So, there was, you know, that part was just kind of. Also, when he, when the Megalodon got Heller. And they didn't come right back for her. Heller's not that big of a meal. He right. could have swallowed Heller and then come right back yeah, and got know, her. Yeah, kind of veered, swallowed Heller and then veered to the right. Yeah, and then turned back and gotten her. Yeah. So it, that part, I guess, would add to, like, my least favorite moments. Because, yeah. 
I mean, like we were talking about, like, the urgency of some parts. That part, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat in the theater because I was like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? I was like, if I have to watch Ruby Rose die. (laughs) But then, like, nothing happened, and you just kind of sitting there afterwards like, oh, that kind of wasn't as good of an experience as I was expecting. See, that's like the doctor, uh, you know, when he dies. There's too much blood. uh, You know, in the theaters... I'm like, you know, okay, they got him in the boat. Why does he die? You know, why did he die? And I didn't even catch it the second time we saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later that when the boat is being overturned, that lifeboat, the little to, raft, yeah. hits him in the chest. You're talking about Dr. Shang, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, it hits him in the chest. Yeah. That's what, you know, it, it's like... I guess crushed his, punctured his lungs or his heart or something. Yeah, you know, did, I don't know. did something. But, you know, it was that little life raft with the motor on Running the back, back of it that hit him in the chest, and that's why he died. But in the theaters, you know, I was like, wait a minute, why is he dying? He just fell in the water. Yeah, because, I mean, that whole scene kind of happened very fast. Right. I also, Dr. Heller, we're going to go back to Dr. Heller here for a second. When he died, too much blood in the water for one thing. Like a human, yeah. that was too much blood. Um, but also, it was just when, when they kind of, like, panned everybody after he got eaten, and their all, their reactions, it was, to me, it felt very, if that part felt very flat for me. Right, and, you know, I like Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. But don't put her in a scene for her to cry. Yeah, she She's can. not very good at crying on the camera. Most actors can't cry on, on camera. I hate it when actors have to cry. There are very few movies that I've watched where I felt physically compelled to get misty-eyed because the actor was crying. Because I'm one of those people that, like, I sympathy cry. <laughs> so, I know you don't. You, I've only seen you cry twice. Yeah. So. And, you know, I, I've only cried at one movie, and that was Old Yeller, and that's when they had to kill him, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I that just... That was cute. <laughs> but most most movies, most scenes where people have to cry, like you said, I, mm, yeah, it's I'm, not, nah. Because yeah. I think I watched a movie with Keanu Reeves where he cried, and I was just oh. like, Keanu, no. <laughs> was Wasn't it? it the first John Wick? He cried uh, over his wife? I think so. I feel, I feel like it was one of his more recent movies, but it you, talking about Ruby Rose and the second John Wick movie, you know... It just kind of made me make that connection between those yeah. two. But, um, but yeah, those those were the parts that I didn't really care for the characters. I mean, the only character, I'm going to say the only major character that I didn't care for was the rich dude. So, Rain Wilson. Um, he, he was... Yeah. Um, I think my favorite characters were the little girl. She's number one. Then Lee Bing Bing. Uh, DJ... Ruby Rose, and um, I I liked Doctor Zhang. I I was I was sad when he died. I I liked him, her dad. So, those are my favorite characters. Well, you know, I, I gotta give props to my man Jason. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just I enjoy all his films. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, you know, I I, I liked. All three of the the women, you know, characters in there. Uh, you know, I liked, you know, how they, 
gave them all, you know, like strong parts. Yeah. You know. Uh, they weren't reduced to damsels in distress. Right. You know, Lori, I mean, she was operating the submarine. Yeah. Uh, Lee Bing Bing was Lee, the yeah. doctor, you know, marine biologist. You know, she was ready to jump in and go save them and yeah. you know, getting in the shark cage. And then Ruby Rose, you know, she was kind of like the... You know, the one that hold, designed the whole, you know... Uh, Mono One, yeah. the subs, everything. Yeah. So, you know, I liked how they gave them all strong women character, you know, roles instead of the bimbo roles. Yeah, and even the little girl. I mean, she was a strong, yeah. strong female. Like, if, if they decided to do another Meg, like, say, 10 years down the road when she's older, like, I can imagine her being a very strong character. But another part I liked is, you know, uh, once they rescued them and they're in there and the billionaire's wanting to, you know, go after the shark and everything. Um, and the, the little girl's like, hey, crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, thanks for, you know, keeping your promise, mm-hmm. you know, bringing Mr. Bubbles and her mom back. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I mean, it's a really good movie. Like I said, four stars for me. Um, four for me. I really hope there is a second one, but I don't want to get my hopes up too high because sequels sometimes have a way of letting you down. Right. Because I don't know what it is about sequels, but it's very rare that a sequel is actually really good. And, yes, and, you know, I'll tell you a, a good one as far as sequels for the movies being good is the Transformer movies. Yeah. You know. Uh, John Wick. John Wick. I felt the second one was better than the first one. Right. You know, Jurassic Park, the movies kind of evolved and got better. Better. You know, now, um, you know, was it? Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic World. Um, Chris Pratt and Dallas Howard. Yeah, you know, I liked the first one, I liked the second one, but I I still liked the first one better. Yeah, the second one, it was, again, we can talk about this in another movie, but like, it it kind of fell a little flat. It was still better than most sequels, but it, it fell a little flat. I feel like most sequels kind of fall flat because they're trying to live up to the hype of the first movie. So it the the sequels tend to have like a limbo, but sometimes if there's a third movie, they can they can bring it back. Now one one trilogy that did not <laughs> that did not was the Mummy movies. Yeah, I, I hated it. You know, Rachel Weisz wasn't in yeah. there, and they brought in I forget her name. Um, I don't know her to, name either. To take her part, she just. You know, American actress trying to do a British accent that fell flat. Yeah. You know, the son character, you know. How he, he was, was suddenly not British. Right. Uh, so it was like to kind of switch yeah. you know, gears there. You know. Jet know, Lee and um, Michelle, I can't think of her last name, but she was in Crazy Rich Asians. Yep. Um, they they carried that movie. Let let's face it. They them and I Brendan Fraser because I mean he still did a yeah. great job as Rick. They they carried that movie. And uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, the her brother. Yeah, her brother. Oh, I can't think of his name. But Jonathan in the movies. Yeah. He again, yeah. He he helped carry it. I I know it was in China. 
I know it was in China, but they should have brought in RF Bay because <laughs> he was my favorite character. And I, I, know, I know you don't like the mummy with uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Ugh. Yeah. I like the storyline. I like the movie. I like the lady that's in there that was also um, in. Um, Oh, shoot. The movie, Samuel L. Jackson, she had the little things on her legs, and I called her Ting Ting. Oh, oh, uh, um, oh, I don't know her name, but she was in Kingsman. Yes, Kingsman, yeah. Uh, you know, she played, like, the mummy. Yeah. You know, in that. Um, we, we could talk about that one in more depth. Yeah. Because we, we, I'm going to go off on a tangent if we keep talking about it. <laughs> Oh, cause that mm, no, we're gonna we're gonna stop there. We're gonna stop there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it's just sometimes sequels and reboots just don't live up to the hype. Right, right. Um, so I'm I'm really hoping that if there is a second Meg, that it lives up to to the hype, um, and it does better than the first one. Like they they really build from the first one and they don't have some bullshit reason for why there's a second or a third megalodon or whatever yeah um well if they do another sequel i think they should stop at two don't go to three yeah you know like um there's a golden girls quote that i just thought of uh it was with rose when she's dating miles and he asks her to go see henry v which i think is a shakespeare play and she's like by the time they get to the fifth movie, I just, they need to stop. So it, that, that's how I kind of feel about movies. There's, just, there's some movies that I think could go on and on and on because they just, they keep building. Like John Wick, unless the, the fourth one just absolutely sucks. I feel like those are really good movies. Um, the the Fast and Furious movies, I love those movies. Yeah. They are they are a guilty pleasure, but they really should have stopped after Paul Walker's death. Yeah, but you know, in movies, a lot of times in sequels, and this is a good example of the Fast and Furious, is you know they'll do a movie and then they'll do another movie, and then like the third movie, usually it's like they have flashbacks of things that happened you know in between the first movie and the second movie you know don't do a flashback mm. you know if you're going to do a series of movies do the first one you know write the second one before you film it you know if the third one's already in the works to write make the third one the second one and then bring out the third the second one as the third one you know I don't like the movies that flip-flop like that. Yeah. Kind of like um, Star Wars. I know you don't like Star Wars, but how they did, you know, Luke, that whole thing first before they did Anakin's story. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I won't talk about Star Wars with you, but that's one thing that always, like, when I was a kid kind of confused me a little bit. I was like, why did they start with, like, four? Or, yeah, four and not one. So it I just I don't like how they do that sometimes. And, and the feeling I get and it could have been, you know, the books it's like, you know, the books were written but the films weren't made the way the books were written in sequence. 
But, you know, to me it feels like they made those three movies, the first three, is which was four, five, and six, mm-hmm. but they had it as one, two, and three, basically, is the way they came out. Yeah. Is, you know, I feel like when they came out with four, five, and six, it was like, okay, well, let's go, you know, we made these three movies off of these three books. Well, let's go back and re- write some books to tell how it all began. Yeah. Yeah, that's the feeling I get from yeah. some movies that, like, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, I think we've said all we really can. I mean, we've been at this for 40 minutes now. Yeah. So I feel like we, we've said all we want to say. I think we, we've given good insight to how we feel about the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, also, I'll be joining in sometimes on <laughs> movies that we are going to trash. Yes. Um, I want him to watch a movie, a little movie called The Kissing Booth, because I know he'll hate it, and I know he'll trash it with me. Um, now, to, I want to point out, like, we're not going to try to be purposefully mean no that's a lie that's a lie we are um but i feel like we have thoughts and opinions that could be beneficial in a way yeah because i mean back in the in my younger days Mm -hmm. uh cisco and ebert were movie critics Mm -hmm. and a lot of their movies that they said sucked were the movies that I liked, and the movies they liked was the movies that I thought sucked. Yeah. So, you know, they did it for popularity reasons, I believe. They yeah. were published, uh, pub, you know, on TV and everything. I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to get my honest opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I want to say, if you would like to um, ask us any questions... Uh, tell your opinions about the movies. Uh, I have another podcast called Getting Spooky with Knox. Um, you can email me at my email for Getting Spooky with Knox. It's getting spooky. No, I'm sorry. It's get spooky with me at gmail.com. So just send in your questions um, or your thoughts uh, to, to that email. And in another episode, uh, Milo and I will discuss it with one another and we'll say your thoughts and feelings and we'll kind of go we'll have a discussion i want this to kind of be an open thing because i know our opinions aren't going to be shared by everybody else's as long as you're not rude and mean i mean let's let's keep this family friendly (laughs) you know and i mean i've got friends that they like movies that i don't like and i like movies that they don't like and we've had discussions about movies and everything you know, we've always been civil about it, mm-hmm. and you know everybody's different. There may be some people out here that listen to this podcast on the Meg, and you know thought the movie completely sucked. Yeah, and that's fine. That's you know every everyone has their own opinion. Um, but tell us why you thought it sucked, right. and then we can go into like a further analysis of you know the reasons why, and we'll see if maybe we agree with some of your opinions on the movie. Like, maybe you say something that we're, we're both kind of like, yeah, we can see why that's yeah. a thing. You know, yeah. we can understand that. So just uh, just send it in to getspookywithme at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on my Twitter at SpookyNox. Um, even my Facebook page, Getting Spooky with Knox, I don't have any of this set up for this podcast yet. 
Um, but I feel like it'd be better just to kind of keep it all in one place instead of trying to create new things anyway. So um, I'll be actively checking those. So just feel free to email me or message me on any of the platforms that I just gave you and we can have a discussion, which is kind of why I started this and why I invited my dad and later episodes, my mom, um, because I wanted to have an open discussion and kind of talk about reasons why we liked or didn't like a movie and see if we had the same thoughts or agreed, disagreed, that sort of thing. So um, just feel free to message me and we will see you all next time. So I hope you have a great week and that's all for us. Have a good one.